Well, good evening, everyone, and uh, good evening to those joining us online. <clears throat> what a wonderful testimony that was. Someone in a really difficult and dark place, yet the Lord was with them and journeying alongside them and bringing them through. Well, as Stephen said, this evening in our first of our Jesus sessions, we're considering the theme of Jesus as Emmanuel, God with us. What an amazing thing that is. Joan Osborne, some of you may have heard of her. I mean, you may have heard of lots of Joan Osborne's, but I'm thinking about the Australian pop star in the late 1990s. And she produced a remarkable pop song that was simply called One of Us. And the song asked questions about God. Here's some of the lyrics. What if God were one of us? Just a slob like one of us. Just a stranger on the bus trying to make his way home. If God had a name, what would it be? If God had a face, what would it look like? The song went to number four in the American charts and uh, it was nominated for three Grammys and in numerous countries around the world it uh, got into the top 20. And it was a cool song and uh, had cool lyrics and a good melody, but I wonder if its success was due in part to its subject matter. The question that it asked that resonated with the questions that many of us ask. What is God like? What does God look like? What if God was one of us? In Matthew's Gospel, we read that Joseph, when he heard that Mary was pregnant, decided that he was going to um, put her aside, as it were, but in a gracious way. He didn't want to expose her to public shame and ridicule. What a good egg he was. And then one night, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said to him, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She hasn't been unfaithful to you. She will give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And then Matthew adds this, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you shall call him Emmanuel. As Hebrew, Emmanuel means with, and El means God. God with us. And Jesus was the fulfillment of that 700-year-long prophecy, the longing and the waiting and the expectation and the yearning that God was going to come to us and God was going to be with us and that God was going to be alongside us and that God was going to save us. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. What if God were one of us? Well, there's no ifs about it. I'm going to make three points. First, God has always wanted to be with us. 
always wanted about it. He dreamt about it from all eternity. In Cruden's Concordance, which is a kind of uh, listing of all the verses in the Bible in theme order, it tells us that there are 198 different names and titles and predicates for Jesus, 198. And in these Jesus sessions, we've had to pick just eight of those. And we're going to start with this one, Emmanuel, because in a sense, this is the most important. And all the rest of them explain what this God who is with us is like. Now, the ancient gods were perceived as being far off. They were distant. They were absent. Often they were indifferent and that sometimes they were malevolent and needed placating with sacrifice and so on. The gods were somewhat pie in the sky. If we read the Bible, we read about the Baal gods, and they were literally the gods of the clouds. And the main god in the ancient Near East was the moon god. The gods were perceived as being distant, out there, up there, far and away. But the Bible tells a very different story about God. And the God that is revealed in Scripture is a God who isn't up there and out there and far away and in the clouds. He is a God who wants to be up close and personal. Always did. The Trinitarian three-personal God revealed in the Bible said, Let us make God in our image. Why? Because God wanted to commune with us. He wanted to communicate with us. He wanted to hang out with us. He wanted to be the God with us. Humanity was not the sort of corollary of evolution, a kind of end product. It was always the crown. It was always the goal. It was always the telos, always the purpose in creation. God with us. This is the big idea in the Bible. God wanted to share himself and give himself and pour himself into another called humankind. And that's why God created time and space and a place and configured it to sustain life, and beautified it as a bridal suite for a lover's tryst, creates a paradise and a garden, and places humankind there. And the story tells us every day, at the cool of the day, he'd come and hang out, because God always willed to be with us. So the telos of the cosmos, the goal of it all, is God with us. I'll say it again. The telos, because I thought it sounded good, the telos of the cosmos is God with us. Emmanuel is not simply another name for Jesus, but it actually describes the very essence of what God wills and what God is working at and why the universe exists in the first place. It is his end game, his goal, his focus, his purpose, his presupposition. What's the book all about? 
What's the story all about? It's about God being with us. There are 1,189, 1,189 chapters in the Bible. And the first one is about God creating us in his image, like him, for him, to be with him. And the last one tells us God is right there at the center in paradise again. And all the way between the other 1,187 chapters are all to do with God working and willing and finding a way to be with us. God at the center. So in the Old Testament, when we read about the tabernacle, where God dwelt in his glory, there is Shekinah presence. We're told it was to be placed. It was a tent, a tabernacle, which means dwelling, right at the center of all the 12 tribes of Israel, right at the center, not the circumference, God with us. The final name in the Old Testament that God reveals himself as, Jehovah Shema, the God who's there. So that's the first thing. Secondly, God comes to be with us personally in Jesus. In John's Gospel, right at the start, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The ancients understood this term Word to describe, as it were, divinity that creates the universe, the kind of rationalizing principle of the universe, the, un the sort of unifying theory of everything, the Word. And so those listening to it, especially the smart Greeks, would have said, oh, yes, the Word, God, divinity. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, it goes on and says. 1929, the astronomer Edwin Hubble proved that our universe is expanding. But 2,000 years ago, the infinite God who forms and fills the universe contracted to a span, says John Wesley, length of a hand, and becomes a micromass of human cells, divine zygote, and embedded with blood in a virgin's womb. What an extraordinary thing. This is our story. The extraordinary lengths that God goes to get close to us. This is what we believe. We're not working hard to get to him up in the skies, up in the clouds, out there. When the first Russian cosmonauts went into space, they mocked Christianity. They said, we've had a look and God didn't hear. Well, they were looking in the wrong place. They needed to be looking back down on earth. This is a great condescension and a great contraction, but the goal of it is connection between God and humankind. And it's a paradox that's too much for many. Plutarch, the first century Greek philosopher, said it's blasphemy for God who is so holy to be involved in a body. Philo, the Jewish first century philosopher, said God has not descended to earth. They conceived of God as touching the earth like a tangent to a circle. In other words, not very much touch. And yet, the book tells us 
that God comes to us. And preeminently, he meets us and is with us in Jesus, in personal, in person, in flesh and blood. So what then is the significance of Emmanuel? Well, I think three things. First, that it tells us that God desires to relate to us. When we hear that name and we contemplate that conception, we know that God wants to relate to us. In the classic novel, To Kill a Mockingbird, Atticus Finch is teaching his son, called Scout, about empathy and sympathy. And he says this remarkable line, he says, you never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view, until you climb into his skin and walk around in it. And what an extraordinary thing that at Christmas, God becomes flesh, Emmanuel, and as it were, climbs into our skin and walks around in it. In, but not simply to understand, but to communicate and commune and connect with us. Secondly, God desires to reveal himself to us. He becomes as one of us so we can understand him, up close and personal. The disciples asked Jesus, Jesus, just show us the Father. And Jesus sighs and says, have I been with you this long and you still don't get it? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. In Jesus, God is revealed up close and personal. Emmanuel, the immortal, invisible God, becomes mortal and visible. The immortal invisible becomes mortal and visible to reveal God to us. And then thirdly, Emmanuel, because God desires to be reconciled with us. Our sin brought a breach between us and God in the garden, as the story tells us. And ever thereafter, God is trying to configure things to bring us back to him. And ultimately, Humankind sinned and has got to pay for it, but couldn't. Only man should pay for sin, but only God could pay for sin. So God becomes man in order to pay for sin and to deal with it. And there in his body at the cross, God for man and man for God, he reconciles us together. Emmanuel, God with us, and God for us, and God revealed to us, and God united with us. Well, what is the evidence that Jesus, called Emmanuel, is actually God with us? I mean, we read that the angel said it to Joseph, but why should we believe it? Well, if God were to come as a man, what would we expect of God? What if God were one of us? Here's a few thoughts I had. I think you'd need an unusual entrance into our world when divinity joins humanity. 
and I think we can tick that one. He'd need to live a morally faultless life. They could find no charge against him, and those who knew him best, Peter said he was without sin. He was spotless. And there would be evidence of remarkable, supernatural, effortless works of power. And we see that. And it would be, he would have a clear sense that though the same, there was something profoundly different. And he would utter the greatest words that had ever been spoken. And he would be hated by wicked people and hurt by those who reject the light and the truth. And yet darkness would fail to put out his light. And he would have a lasting influence and a universal influence. And he would begin and ultimately fully put all things right. These are just some of the things I think he'd do. What if God were one of us? What if Emmanuel? Well, Jesus did all that and infinitely more. And then lastly, two minutes. 18 minutes I've got. The Spirit presents Jesus to us today. Jesus walked in the flesh 2,000 years ago in the Middle East. And then after he died, he rose again and he ascended into heaven. So God with us, surely that is God who's gone from us. And yet Jesus, even as he took his departure to go to heaven to prepare a place for us, to be with us, he says he's going to send his spirit to us. And he said, I will be with you always, even to the end. And so though the son who took flesh now sits at the father's right hand and is preparing a home for us, and he's going to come back and get us even now, Whoever we are, wherever we are, however we are, he has sent his own spirit, the spirit of Jesus, to dwell in us. God with us, God remarkably in us. So where do we encounter Emmanuel? Well, by his spirit living in us. If we believe in him and trust in him and say yes to him, he comes to live with them. He makes his home in us. Emmanuel. God living in me. And we meet him in the church. We meet him with God's people who he says are his body. It's when we're together with one another that we draw nearer to him in the other. And he meets us in the sacraments where he feeds us and gives us his grace. And he meets us in his word where he speaks to us and directs us and encourages us and sorts us. And he meets us as we care for the poor. He says, when you did it not for the least of these, you didn't do it for me. He's identified with them. What an extraordinary thing our faith is. What if God were one of us? There's no ifs about it. God has always willed to be with us. Jesus is God with us in person. And the Holy Spirit is God with us, in person, in us. A great Bible teacher called Tyler Staten from uh, Bridgetown Church in America. He's the pastor of John Mark Comer. Some of you have heard of him. He said this in awe, and I thought, what a quote. 
He said, God has gone to such great lengths to get close to you. God's gone to such great lengths, and he did it joyfully because he wanted to be Emmanuel, God with us. Thanks for listening.